Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. Welcome back to another episode of the 50 Most Relevant. We're into the teens now, number 19. Fremantle Ruckman, Sean Darcy. Can I encourage you, don't make the S Darcy mistake at some point this year and go and pick Sam. You're going to get very, very different outcomes in 2022. Uh, Joining me on this episode to talk about Sean Darcy. We've had him on uh, a little bit just a couple of days ago with Elijah Hollins. He's back now talking about the big Fremantle Ruckman. i got Jimmy. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello, MJ. I'm just a bit nervous about that surname thing. I've got pick one in a draft this year and I'm like, yeah, Dacos. I just got to make sure I pick the right down. Don't get Josh oh, Dacos. Can you one. imagine? Someone ah. will do it. Someone will do it. And if it happens to you, tweet us, uh, send us a screenshot and we'll change your name uh, so that nobody knows um, <laughs> it, it was you. Let, let's talk about this 23-year-old Fremantle Ruckman. He's incredible at what he delivered for us last year. Career numbers across the format. So it was a 133 against the Bombers as his top, not just Seasonal, but career score in AFL fantasy and dream team. Not bad against Phillips while in super coach that same game. He was pretty good, but it wasn't his best ever. It was a couple of weeks later against Carlton, a one nine three. Yeah. Not far off the 200 club rarefied air. Yeah, that's a career high score from him in super coach. His average is at 118, which means he'll set you back just under 650 K and he's the number two priced ruck in that format. While in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, his average of 93.7 means he'll set you back just a touch under 800,000 in Dream Team. And when I mean a touch, I mean less than $1,000, while he's 786,000 in AFL Fantasy. And Jimmy, no one's really touched Sean Darcy and salary cap formats much for the past couple of years. Mm. But for draft coaches, single or keeper leagues, Sean's always being picked up, whether it be off the waivers or what late on draft day, because he has shown really nice scoring potential, even if he hasn't had the durability to put it all together over his career. Oh, absolutely. And a, a player like um, Darcy is very, very relevant in a, a draft situation. And I guess we'll, we'll talk a little more about that um, towards the end of the podcast. But um, from a salary point of view, he's, um, yeah, our, our good friend Benny at uh, Coaches Panel here would always say that your injury-prone players, you either pick him at the start or you don't pick him at all. And yeah. I think um, Darcy falls firmly into that category here. But um, if you think he is going to sit in your top two Rucks or close enough to it that that um, yeah that hundred odd grand that you save in in dream team or fantasy is worthwhile um yeah and and he was a, a top two ruck or, or thereabouts in in supercoach last year yeah, so it's a valid choice um from that perspective um and if you think that money that you save uh, in the other formats is worthwhile and you can do enough with that somewhere um it's only 100k so it doesn't make or break it necessarily but if it's just enough to get you over the line on something you really really want and you genuinely think he's got that next level of improvement in him you've either got to start him or not pick him at all yeah he's going to be a fascinating player to look at last year he ranked sixth in the league for total hitouts, 11th for total contested marks and that's one of his real strengths it's not just a hit out player but he's really nice 
below his knees crazily for such a tall man. Um, not super mobile, but super clean beneath his knees. And then he finds this way to just position himself nicely to take contested and intercept marks for his Fremantle team. He had more hitouts last year than Riley O'Brien, Scott Lysette, and Tom Hickey. So that's certainly an area where he picks up some points, 28 um, hitouts last year. But the areas where he improved his fantasy output was through a career-high marks tally, his possessions jumped about four point um, four possessions per game. And the crazy thing is, um, while he does have a really nice three tackles a game, in his first two seasons, it's up over four tackles a game. So already some coaches might see some inbuilt value from that perspective. He averaged that 93.7 in Dream Team and Fantasy, nine tons across the year, three of them over 120, an additional four between 90 and 99. And from his 21 games last year, uh, he only had just the three games last year that were under 80. Not too bad, considering he's ranked third for averages and points amongst all rucks. While in Supercoach, even stronger. That seasonal average of 118, broken down into 14 tons, nine of those over 120. And here's where the ceiling starts to kick, Jimmy. Six mm. over 140, four over 150, including a 183, and a 193. Four additional scores between 90 and 99 and just two subscores under 80. And there was a three-week period of time in Supercoach where he was supreme to everybody in the competition between round 16 and 18 in that format. He had a three-game average, Jimmy, of 177. That is how you dominate a season. He ranked third for Rucks. <laughs> Uh, for total points, second for averages. Yeah, he's ahead of Grundy in that format. And by averages, he's seventh in all of Supercoach. So we're talking about a guy who's got a better average than these premium options. Different lines, but premium options. All of these guys have been covered so far. Well, not all of them, but most of them covered in the 50 most relevant. Jared Lyons, Tom Mitchell, Sam Walsh, Rory Laird, Zach Merritt, Darcy Parrish, Cam Guthrie, and Callum Mills. He's got a better average than all of these guys. And while he's not the most popular pick across the formats just yet, Supercoach is certainly where people are leaning to him to, towards the most. Mm. He's just got a really nice score build, a really nice ceiling, especially in Supercoach. And I suppose the big question, and, and you've already raised it a little bit, let's talk about it, is where is he in the world of premium rucks. That's probably the conversation that determines whether people start, pass, upgrade, or just blacklist Sean Darcy this year. Yeah, and look, it's yeah, it really is crystal ball sort of stuff. But yeah, he's shown us enough when he has played in those last couple of years that he's got something to him. Um, yeah, and I remember a time in Supercoach where you'd pick Todd Goldstein because he'd walk across the park and uh, they'd add forty points to his score. Um, he'd <laughs> sneeze in the Ford pocket and bang, there's another seven. Um, yeah, we're hoping they're not sneezing this year, I guess. But no. it's um, uh, I get the same sort of feel that they're doing a bit of that with Darcy as well. Um, yeah, the, the hit out to advantage is always a little bit subjective, I think. And yeah, sure. um, he seems to get a few of those, uh, which is nice. And, and Fremantle's inside mid game, I think is, is likely to improve this year on previous. So yeah. that's a good sign for him in that format, especially um, across the others. Yeah. You know, is he, you know, he's not had that continuity of his football for a long no. time. And so if he can get a bit of that, if he's having, a solid preseason and, and he can get some 
uh, a good run in his game, there's no reason to think he can't hit another level with his scoring. And if that's improving an average of 95 to something better, then that does put him in the conversation as potentially the top, you know, a top tier ruck. But it is a gamble. And I think that's the the main thing we're going to look at. It's a big gamble on the injury front. Um, he's yeah. proven that time and time again. And um, even and, in this year just yeah. gone, like the mm. guy's bandaged up like the mummy half the time. Um, and there's two or three moments in every game last year. You were, if yeah. you were an owner going, that's it, I'm done. And then that's he'd find it. a way like Dangerfield to just rebound back and get through. So he's always got that nervous moment just because of how contested mm-hmm. and the physicality he plays as a ruckman. He's very, very different to some of the other rucks in the league. Oh, and we love to see it. He's yeah, great fun to watch. But, so look, yeah. All right. So you feel so, nervous all year. Nervous. You'd be nervous. Yeah. So look, he played 21 games. So if you want to build the, I'm not starting him because of uh, an injury concern. Mm. Well, as you've said, you know, Ben from the coaches panel has been bullish about this ever since we started this, um, which was the injury variance only increases as injury prone guys play more footy. Now, if you're not picking him because of the injury history, different story. But if you're going, oh, the injury history worries me, I won't start him. Okay, well, you're off him for the year. That's got to be the way you go. But if now the conversation is, or I'm off him because I don't know what he'll do and his body's not the concern. Okay, well, now he could be an upgrade target for us. What makes it interesting for us, Jimmy, is he has the same multi-buy round as Mm. Grundy and Gorn. In some formats, he's about 100, 120K cheaper than either of those options, while he's a bit cheaper than Gorn in Supercoach and a little bit more expensive than Grundy. So it's safe to say, yeah, 100K can make a difference. But across the formats, let's work our way through it a bit more systematic than that. Who is going to be the best Ruckman this year is probably the question coaches have to ask as they're starting a premium Ruck one. I don't think there's enough value Rucks to run a two value ruck proposition this year. Mm-hmm. Last year, you could have built that thought. I don't think that's the case this year. I think we've got some good ones, but I don't think we've got enough to be confident that we don't touch a premium ruck. So I think it comes down to, is it Grundy? Is it Gorn? Is it Darcy? Is it Rowan Marshall? And maybe it's a stretch, but maybe you could put Riley O'Brien in a dream team fantasy form. And I don't think he'd be in consideration for super coach given the um, way he impacts the game, probably Nick Nat's closer there. Who of those group do you feel the most confident starting Jimmy? Cause I think that's how we then need to dissect what, it, whether or not we're going for Darcy or not. Yeah. Look, and, and from a confidence point of view, you know, runs are on the board. You'd think it's probably Grundy. So yeah, that's right. it, it's, he's a, he's the safe play. And his Absolutely, value the, based on what he yeah. has done too. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let's exactly. go Grundy. So, Let, let's yep. put Grundy at one. I think that's a commonish consensus across the fantasy community. That doesn't make it right, but but just for the sake of argument, all right, let's do that. I think the next question people want to know is, what happens to Max Gorn? Mm. Is there a regression? Is there not? And I think a lot of people have built confidence in what Luke Jackson did in the second half of the grand final, and I think that's got some merit. But I also mm-hmm. think it's just one game and throughout the entirety of the season, Gorn was a dominant rucking force. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's probably the next question before people go, oh, Darcy's going to overtake these two boys. 
the question's then got to be, what do these two boys deliver for us before we look at Darcy? Yeah. And look, it's, as we say, it's all crystal ball sort of stuff. And I can't see Gorn dropping off too much. Um, you know, he's, he's, it's not, he's not 48 years old yet. So no. He's, um, yeah, and, and he's proven for a long time that he's capable of that scoring, even when Jackson's in the side. So true. Um, he might lose some ruck time. He'll pick up some contested marks in the back line. Yeah, yeah he kicked a couple of goals multi- in that preliminary final, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, that's it. He's multifaceted with his scoring. So I don't think we can pick Darcy on the premise that we expect one of the two big dogs to just drop off I significantly. I think you're picking him as a point of difference difference and as that little bit of value where you think by the end of the year near enough will be close enough if, mm. if not in that same bracket um that it makes it worthwhile for you so to me that that's i think you look at it there's some really interesting discussions i guess you can look at then about whether your second ruck should be a premium or whether yeah. or not you look at thing at a at a value option like Bruce or uh you know flynn or whoever else um yeah so yeah, and good luck trying to pick that one. Um, so yeah, it's I think it's yeah we can we can talk around in circles for a while on this, but I think yeah when it comes to it, we can feel pretty safe and confident that Gordon and Grundy are going to go pretty close to there or thereabouts in that bracket because they've done it for so long, and there's no real genuine reason to think there's any significant drop off yet. You can build yeah. an argument, but. You, you're looking for, yeah, you, you, you're really drawing it. That's true. You're putting there, so. a lot of faith into a, into a half of footy on the grand final. Yeah, that's um, it. And so it was a I, very, very good half. Oh, for um, sure. There, yeah, we don't talk down Jackson, and and he will no. come through, and he'll be something really Without special, absolutely in time. But he's not taking away bulk points off Gorn at this point, even when they're both playing together. So that's, yeah. I think, worth noting. Um, and I think then when we're looking at Darcy, it is just uh, how much confidence do you have in him that he's got another level in his game and how much confidence do you have that he gets through the season relatively unscathed? I think those are the two unknowns. For me, I'm not as concerned about the the physical side of it because to your point, it would be a start or just let him go. Yeah. The yeah. thing for me is the big scoring ceiling games he had, and it's certainly super coach more favoured than he is in mm-hmm. dream team and fantasy. That is because he takes contested marks. He does impacting moments in terms of uh, gets into the score involvements, does tackles, yep. picks up intercepts, hit outs to advantage. All of these ingredients, super coach formats, give mm-hmm. you a little bit of extra gravy than AFL fantasy and dream team. So what I did is I looked at his big sort of 110 plus scores in dream team. And he's 120 plus scores in Supercoach. And it's always a, oh, who did you manage to score these against? Not for any other reason than just going, oh, what happened in these games that created these big ceilings? Let me walk you through how he went in his big 110 plus scores in Dream Team and his 120 plus scores in Supercoach. Round nine, you got a 133 in Dream Team and Fantasy, 146 in Supercoach. Good score, took on Essendon. Phillips, the backup Ruckman was playing there, who has been backup Ruckman at Carlton, I think backup at GWS, and will forever just be Mr. Backup Ruckman. Let's go forward a month. Uh, they took on the Gold Coast Suns. He scored a 132 in Dream Team and Fantasy, 140 in Supercoach. He played an actual Ruckman, a genuinely good dude, Zach Smith, but not anywhere near what his premier days used to be like of a decade ago. Then three weeks later, takes on Carlton. 116 in Dream Team and Fantasy, 193 in Supercoach, beats up on Tom DeConning. I think he's going to be a fine player, 
but he's a young ruckman and he just got absolutely mauled. The following week, takes on the Hawks. In the ruck roulette, it was Segler that got his turn that week. Gets a 122 in Dream Team and Fantasy, 183 in Supercoach. The next week after, it's Geelong. Reese Stanley has his chance to lose. And he gets a 103 in Dream Team and Fantasy, 156 in Supercoach. There is no other 110 plus score in Dream Team or Fantasy. They are probably, arguably, the weakest rucks that he could have come up against. And well done to him for beating up on them. And that's exactly what you need to do. And I was just about to say, I think that's the point we need to make it. Yeah, it's yes, he, he did play the lower end rucks there and, and you can only play against who you put up against. Exactly right. But he got the job done. And I think that's the key point to look at is when there is that opportunity for bulk points, he goes he's and gets them. He that's it. He's f- he's found that trough and he's had a good feed. And that's what we want to see. So that to me is an encouraging sign. I'd be more concerned if he was playing against those guys and scoring 70s and 80s. Um, and uh, it's not as though he's getting those points against Gorn or Grundy or, um, you know, one of the, the top flight rocks, Absolutely. but he doesn't necessarily have to do that every time if he's feeding out on the big, on the little ones. No, it's true. Look, the, probably the super coach scores that were over 120 that weren't in that yeah. list was round six against North Melbourne against Todd Goldstein. So certainly no slouch. Yep. Todd, the one mm-hmm. that I think deserves the most um, credits for all of his scores in Supercoach um, was the second last game of the year against West Coast. He got a 150 in that yeah. format. Now, in that format, and a guy that gets a lot of hitouts to advantage, mm-hmm. in Nick Nat, that deserves some serious credit. So uh, I yeah. think you're right. People will look at that narrative in one of two ways, and I think both have rights to mm. be valid, but it's all that confirmation bias. You see it and go, He's beating up on the teams he should. Awesome. Or you go, he can only score well against the bad rucks. Um, neither are wrong. I, I think mm. it's the same glass. You're just looking at it from a different lens or from that's a different it. Half full, half empty. Yeah. yeah. And I think what it does also show us is that Supercoach is very much his game. It is. Um, yeah. And and much more so a valid adoption in that format than the others. Yeah, I think so too. Look, for mm. me, um, I like the value rucks at R2 this year. Um there's some really nice ones. Bruce feels like the obvious one that is banging down the door was given opportunities. Yes. GWS did a good job at covering for him last year and he'll have to fight through that. But Mm. if that does happen, um, there's an easy R2 for people. So I don't think you need to go premium set and forget rucks this year. Um, For me in dream team and fantasy, I can't start him uh, over the value of Brody Grundy. I I really just can't do that Um, in super coach. Uh, it's the same, but I've got no concern about trading into him because I'm not yeah. worried about the injury history. Others that are mean you won't be able to trade into him. Regardless, mm. he must be on your watch list during 2022. You don't get 180s and 190s in Supercoach or 130s and 130s and 120s in Dream Team and Fantasy and not be someone we consider. So he must be a watch list if nothing else. But yes. drafts interest me jimmy and i'm very keen Mm -hmm. on your take i think most will probably still go the grundy gorn as the first two rucks off the board in most drafts comfortably but then it does open up a little bit and partially depends on the format you draft in i suppose yeah and you see um in most um, most is maybe an exaggeration in a lot of draft leagues every year single season leagues yet some 
someone will start a ruck run. Um, and yes. It's usually somewhere in that third or fourth round, give or take. Um, and you'll see the, because Gordon and Grundy will go in the first round somewhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. Almost every year. Um, and then a little bit later, someone, you know, there's that tier of next, you know, four, five, six guys that are, close but not quite you know your big midfielders are gone off the board the the handful of quality forwards are gone and they go well time for a ruck let's go um and so does the next guy and the next one and the next one and invariably it'll be one that's where darcy is going to go yeah what i kind of like the idea of and i've not thought through it too much just yet but i kind of like the idea if you've got pick one in a draft especially pick one maybe pick two or three and you go and get the Petrarca or the Steel or you know, whichever big mid or, or that you really like the look of this sure. year. Coming back on the return, if he's still there at the end of the second round, hmm. with pick your second uh, two picks, you go and get Marshall and Darcy. Oh, interesting. You've then got two ruck options. Yeah. Marshall's a Ford this year in Ultimate Footy. Yes, and with DPPs and you, in all the other formats turned on, he might pick it up on the return. Correct. Too. Yep. That gives me a lot of comfort um, in that in a starting position, you have Darcy as your main ruck. You've got the injury cover if you're desperate for it um, in, in Marshall being able to shuffle in. Yep. Um, and you've got and Marshall, who I think will be one of the, the top handful of Fords this year as well. So, And it's guaranteed to start a ruck run. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you do that. I really like that in Ultimate Footy where he's already yeah. got that forward status. I'd be a little less hesitant when Absolutely. he doesn't have it. I wouldn't be doing it if he doesn't have the forward status already. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's Ultimate in footy, that format, yeah, that, that little strategy just, it opens a lot of doors and I think creates a lot of opportunity for chaos, which is always a fun thing. So, Well, it would certainly create chaos for coaches. Last year, his ADP in Ultimate Footy was 223. You're yeah. not getting him this late. You could probably knock the 200 off mm. and he'll still be pretty much gone by, yeah, by the number 23, yeah. um, depending on the format. He, he'll go in that ruck run whenever it starts, whether it's in the third or fourth or fifth round, that's when he's going um, yeah. as part of that process with, um, yeah, with, with Marshall and O'Brien and uh, yeah, the, the few others that are going to be close to, to that top tier. So, it's um yeah that really interests me beyond that i'm in no rush to pick him if i miss the start of that ruck run i'm not going to jump out and grab him for the sake of it i'll quite happily draft around it and try and find one of those value rucks later on instead they pop um, every year that's it they always do um and i think yeah it's it's easy to get sucked into a run like that but you don't want to if you can help it so you either start the run or you avoid it yeah, it's, if, it's anytime you're to reacting that. to what's happening on a draft, you're mm. behind. Yeah. Um, you, you always want to be ahead, not just ahead of the curve, but not in the slipstream of where everybody is. Otherwise, you're always getting the third, fourth, fifth choice to what yeah. everybody's doing. If that ruck run goes, okay, who are the premium mids that are still there? Who are those defenders that are going to break out that could pop? Focus there. Yeah. Let them fight over the Lysets and the O'Briens and the Hickeys and the Nick Nats, you go That's elsewhere it. and get some nice strong options because by mm. the time the rucks are, are done with them, you'll have the pick of the litter and substantially later on Correct. draft day. So that, that's a really nice strategy uh, to work through. I, I think he's a brilliant pick across the formats this year. Mm. I just can't start him in, in the salary caps, not because of injuries, but because I just don't see how I can squeeze him in based on what I've got ahead of him. But in drafts, yeah. I think it's there. And if you yeah. draft some 
um, protection around that pick, whether it be mm. through that Marshall one, as you've suggested, or you go and pick up a couple of extra options. I, I really don't mind that um, as an option. Hey, Jimmy, appreciate your work today on this episode. Uh, always good fun, mate. Thanks for having me. All right, mate. If you uh, or anybody else wants to go check out any of the articles of all of the players revealed so far of the 50 most relevant, it's online now for you at coachespanel.tv. If you're loving these podcasts, every single day they're dropping pretty much through three quarters of the rest of February and most of this year as well. All you need to do is subscribe via Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you do that. Check that out and leave a nice little five-star rating and review. It's one of the ways you can support the Coaches Panel, but also help others find the Coaches Panel this fantasy footy preseason. All right. The first of our teenage hit is in. And speaking of teenage, this guy was a teenage prodigy. And from the moment he walked in the AFL, everybody's been frothing for him. But actually, is he as good as everybody says? Or is he even better? A lot's changed at his club in the off-season. Even for him, a few things have changed. But will he be a big dog premium in 2022? Can he push his game to the next level and become the uber elite in his line? Who is he? You'll find out tomorrow in the 50 Most Relevant. Give it up, give it up.